0: So, people can see that, yeah, my life is beautiful. I don't work, I live well, my husband buys me gifts all the time, but guess what? I want more for myself. I want more for my family, and that's all I'm doing, okay? This is new to me, but I'm here. I'm here, and I'm ready to be real with you guys if y'all are ready to be real with me. Are you?
1: Are you ready to be real? Let's be <laughs> She definitely wanted more and got more. <laughs> now listen, I
0: pulled that clip for y'all. Where's it from? This is this is a clip from yesteryear. Okay? This is Portia Williams very first season on Real Housewives of Atlanta, season five. Okay. Okay, this is the year, this is actually the year that she started as well as Kenya Moore started.
1: Oh, they both started okay. the same year,
0: that's yeah. right. So, and we just finished season 13 to wow. put in perspective for you. The ladies. Uh, she said she wanted more. I want more. She got it. She definitely got more. Okay? How much did they say? She got $40 million more. Yeah, $40 Okay? So, and we're going to talk about that as well as a whole bunch of other stuff. Yes,
1: Ellen DeGeneres is ending her show.
0: Yes, we're taking it back to 2002. Bennifer is back in the game.
1: And Felicia Rashad is going to Howard.
0: So, let's talk about it. Cold Pop, are you ready? Let's go.
1: What's going on,
0: everybody? Hey, pop stars! It's me, Trent Rashad, and I'm Marcus Drew Steele, and you're listening to Cold Pop.
1: Yes.
0: Cold Pop is a cool, crisp, refreshing taste on the world of pop culture. Taste? Oh, taste instead of take, man. Oh, is that is that what the script said, Jane? Can you? <laughs> I thought
1: it was cool. Cold Pop is a cool, crisp, refreshing take on the world of pop culture. But taste. That's what also I said. Is, you said taste but taste works too though I have a speech
0: impediment and and now you're trying to make fun of me
1: drag me what did Bob say drag me
0: drag her (laughs) Bob does that all the time drag her shout out to anybody that listens to Sibling Rivalry (laughs) another great podcast for you to watch I love I love those two or
1: listen yeah What did I say? Yeah, or to watch.
0: Yeah. You, I, I, <laughs> what well, you know what? Because I you, watch are it. You, are you having a no, stroke? No, 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 no. <laughs> you do. No, You're I, Because You're I watch fair. it. You Why? Do. Because I'm a Patreon. I'm so a Patreon. I'm a cousin. Girl, you just became one, so don't so? even front. I've so? been years in the game. Okay, you I'm have a Patreon, not been here. So I actually watch the live tapings of it. Um, anyway, so, But y'all can listen to
1: it. How's it going? How have you been?
0: It's good. It's been a week. so It really has. Yeah, so this week marked my return to work, actually.
1: Oh, in the office. Yeah.
0: Um, How'd so it go? It, I think it went well. The commute now is beautiful. I'm sure it took you like five minutes. It literally, it's like roll out of bed and walk into the office each morning
1: i wake up i mean basically
0: no it's very nice but um it was it was good i had a really good time meeting the team it it was very much it was giving me first day of school of course absolutely it was giving me very much first day of school did you find your desk people bringing lunch boxes and (laughs) i was just like okay very nice very nice but no it was it was good and um i did find my desk i have my nice little desk um, I don't have many people around me yet because Which is good. social distancing yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's it was it was interesting. Nice, it was good. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, what have you been watching? Oh, um, so the first thing that I have to kind of share with you guys, I've been watching. Well, anyone who watches Handmaid's Tale, if you are caught up, I mean. What the heck is going on? I
1: heard you, like, down there gasping oh my the other day, so I'm yeah, sure something I was, big happened.
0: I was going through it, and really? it was, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I thought about, I was like, do we need to do another? Are we going to have to do another <laughs> refill on this, on the, on the last five minutes of this episode? So... When did this episode premiere? It just premiered, so it's uh, they come out on Wednesday. So last Wednesday, yeah. So, so is it ahead. a
1: spoiler? I mean, it's no. Monday. I, yeah, I
0: definitely cannot. No, I'm not even going to do it. I'm and not you've talking about the weekend. it. No, 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 no. I'm not going to give any. I'm not going well, to do that to anyone. No, and I can tell you after this. Okay, we'll, but, we'll take this off um, sidebar. But yeah, the I was break. like, okay. The, I was like, the last five minutes of this have been too much. Um, so that was happening, but then also I started a new show. Okay. This week. Um, that Damn Michael Che, which is on HBO Max. I
1: saw the trailer and the previews. How you know, is that?
0: So That Damn Michael Che is a sketch show. It is ah. a sketch show. So very similar to what you would see um, in a, well, what kind of not, I can't say it's Black lady sketch show, but it is a sketch show. It's very, it's, um, you know, these pre-taped, um, sketches, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of taken Michael Che away from that SNL well, I mean, it's world that he's still been. Similar. But it's, it, is, it is similar, and a lot of the SNL characters come back to play mm-hmm. um, in this show. But That Down, Michael Che is a sketch show based on Michael's experiences as a black man growing up in America. Nice. Um, and what is so great about this is that in between the sketches it logs... Um, personal interviews with Michael Che, talking about his experiences and how they inspired the writing for this episode or this Uh particular sketch. I feel like that there is a little something in there for everybody. Michael Che is talking about policing. He's talking about relationships. He is talking about, you you know, the black family dynamic um, and what it's like to be black in Hollywood. And so lots of really great things that he touches on. um, And so I would recommend that to everyone.
1: I think we also have to give a shout out to um, some other Black SNL members. Um, Leslie is hosting the MTV Movie Awards, and so shout okay. out to her yeah. uh, for doing that. And then the other thing is Keenan's show still on? He just had a show see, on and now NBC. You're
0: to be nasty. Well, no, because I really don't not...
1: know because I've been wanting to watch it, but I haven't gotten around. But it is this on? It, it is? is still okay. on. I want to check out his show too. So shout out to all of them doing. Really good things and branching out from SNL. So I love that.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, what else? Well, I mean, I've, I've been watching Legendary as well. So I'm yes. so happy that Legendary is back.
1: All I really um, want is... The, how does yeah. the theme song go? Legendary, legendary. I have no clue. I ah, couldn't tell you. I love the theme song. Uh, okay, so if we're going to talk about Legendary, can I, I, there is one thing I want to bring up. And I've said this to you a million times before. Well, can
0: we first do like... Who are your cause you've been watching it as well. Yes. So I have my standouts. Who are yours? Uh
1: House of Tishi, duh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, House of Balenciaga. Okay. Balenciaga. We're on, the,
0: we're on the same page. Those are my two as well. I
1: will say that I'm also rooting for Miyaki Mugler too, though. I um, think that, I think they're, that they're good,
0: good. too. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that they're really good too. So Yeah. Yeah. Um Those are my three houses. And you know what? What? Say what you're going to say, and then I'm going to bring us back to this point.
1: Okay. Uh, What I wanted to say was the judging. I just, it's all over the place. It's just, as somebody said it best, I think it was Maddie Rance on Twitter said it best. So we're just throwing out numbers. Like, it's very inconsistent, and yeah. it makes no sense. And I think the biggest... It's, it's very produced. That's what yeah, I'm saying. The biggest issue for me, though, is when it comes down to the tiebreakers. We've talked about this. I don't feel comfortable putting the decision in the judge's hands because it comes off as an opinion. Like, it's not based on any type of solid fact or numbers that makes it fair. It's just, oh, well, who do you like more? And it's like, in a tiebreaker? I don't think it would be, it's different in the judging. Yes, give your critiques and who you like, but if it's tied up, something else needs to happen. Either Deshaun needs to be the tiebreaker or they need to battle it out for, like, the Supreme House, just like they do... To uh, at the for the pe- for the two bottom houses,
0: I don't. It yeah. just needs
1: to be something else besides the judges. Like, oh well, we're gonna go with this house. Like,
0: okay, well, let me say this. It's not okay? fair. And this is what I'm. This is why I think that it's done that way. Um, is because I feel like it's not. They're no, they're not throwing numbers just out there. This is a very strategic, Rigamorous. focused way to kind of help level the competition. I think as of right now. Marcus, you and I picked out the exact same three houses that are the standout. Which will probably be the that, top three. Which would probably definitely be the top three. But I think that at this point, with it the season just beginning, they're kind of wanting to help kind of level out the competition, keep everyone at the same level. That's fair. Um, I mean, you're so, putting a TV show together. Yeah, you are putting a TV show so together. I mean, I and I think that. that that's, I really do think that that's where it comes from. What I'm going to have to say, though, is... Mm-hmm. Where they fail, because I think this happens with a lot of other reality TV shows as well. I think that you see it with a lot of different shows, but where Legendary is messing up or getting it wrong is they are not. The judges are either not knowledgeable enough about the work or about the craft,
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they can mask it. So they, if they like, right. let's say, you know, right. if they have to really like something, right. they can speak to. You know
1: what they the elements or, yeah. of
0: Vogue that were incorporated and yeah. be accurate about it. It's a very it, obvious tank. You know, yeah. Or if they really didn't like something, they could actually provide the actual the critique. constructive critique. <laughs> yeah. You like know, Laomi gives. this is what it is, yeah. and this is what this is where you went wrong, and this is what I need you to work on. Yeah. But these judges are just not developed enough. Or and don't so, know enough about the craft in order to be able to do that
1: correctly. Right. I agree with because it's it's a lot of oh well I like the performance well what did you I'm like about was
0: good. it <laughs> what did you and think then, was good but what what's killing ju- me is that they're trying to call each other out on their teeth so they'll you know law's yeah. like I need you to justify that nine. that nine or like yeah like
1: or law giving a four while everybody else is exactly. giving eight to nines like well what did you not like about it
0: exactly you know and so, um, I think that that is where. I think that's where they mess up. I agree um, because I feel like it's just as produced as any other reality TV show. That's fair. But then the judges are not quite crafty enough to figure out how to either Verbalize. provide critique or you know yeah. or, or, or do constructive critique. So that's that, that's my theory. Okay. What about you? What's been going on with you?
1: Uh, busy week. Um, lots of interviews this week. Exciting. Um, and so that's been very. Promising Yay. and a great change of pace. And good, so, good, good, good. I've been dealing with that. Uh, and just, you know, as far as what I'm watching, um, so I what I think I have started doing and I'm going to continue doing is doing a rewatch of like different trilogies or se- movie series.
0: So, okay.
1: <laughs> and so, you know, I did the Godzilla one and then... I'm like, you
0: do this already, like, all the I time. I do, I do.
1: But I'm, so right now I'm currently rewatching The Lord of the Rings. I did The Hobbit a few months ago and so now I'm doing The Lord of the Rings and I'm on my last movie, The Return of the King. And yeah, I mean, it, it's a fritz Bernays. I like The Lord of the Rings. I so thought
0: it was what's good. Br- can I ask you a question? Yes. What is bringing you to all of this rewatch stuff? Is it that the content out right now is not good enough? I think that there are because I mean, you've I, you've been doing re-watches for years. I mean, well, we, you too, girl. Like Desperate no, Housewives, no, no, the Real okay, World, so I, so let's Jersey stop. Shore, right? So I let's mean, so right, Temptation so, Island. So what, I, I can continue. So Temptation Island for me is not a rewatch, It's me watching it for the first I time. I can go on. But what I will say is that, and I did talk about this. I said I have made a return to more nostalgic TV.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Because there was a, for me, there was a small slump in programming Uh where all of my shows had ended. There was nothing that was really exciting me. Um, But now I I feel like I'm kind of getting back on the uptick with the return of, you know, my housewives and the return of, um, you know, black Black Lady Sketch Show and like, you know, all my like little favorite things that I like to watch. Right. But... I feel like you do a lot of rewatching and i and I'm curious is, is it do you feel like this like the content is just not there for you right now or is it more so focused on like comfort television, that idea of comfort television?
1: So it's twofold for me. I think number one, I think it's interesting to go back and watch a complete work of something. You know, I think sometimes you watch a movie here, you watch a movie there, maybe in and out of order, but I like being able to see the complete work from the first movie, second movie, and the third movie, just to see how well they gel together. You know, the writing and all of that jazz. Number two, I enjoy the new stuff that's out because I know what you're alluding to and you're nasty. What what? You're very No, messy. wait, wait. You're what very about messy. Excuse me, no. We're going to get there in a moment. I'm, I don't know I'm what speaking, I'm alluding to. I'm speaking I really Mr. Don't, Vice President. But okay. Um I think sometimes there's a time and place. Would you stop doing that? Actually- I think it's I think it's a time and place. Sometimes I just don't feel like I, I have to be in a certain frame of mind to watch pose. I okay. have to be in a certain frame of mind. Because you know, there's a lot of heavy content in pose. Like there's a lot yeah. of heavy content yeah. in some of the other shows. And so I, get it. So I it's have to like do that the right comfort
0: television thing.
1: I mean not necessarily comfort. I mean I guess, yeah. Sure, why not? I feel like
0: yeah, I feel well, like yeah, that's what it is.
1: Why not? and there's nothing wrong with calling it that. No, not at all. Um, so Wh- Which brings me to the other thing I've been watching, we've both oh, okay. been watching, which okay, is pose. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have some comments. Do okay. you want to and, and I've and the funny thing is is that I've not heard what you've had to say about this yet, mm-hmm. about the show this mm-hmm. last season. Yeah. But let's just let's talk before we really get into the topics and the Wu child. let's just talk about it really quickly. I feel as though, and let me, I'll give the caveat is I understand that this is the final season. There's only six episodes and I'm sure that there was so much story that they had to jam pack into six episodes. However, yeah. with that being said, it feels extremely rushed. Mm-hmm. Some of the character developments have taken a stark left turn out of nowhere. Okay. And it's like, wait a minute. How did this happen? Mm-hmm. And then number three, some of the best moments, like episode three. Although episode three was a great episode. That that reminded me of season two where they went to the Hamptons and it was just all the girls. That wait, the remind sh- me... So season two, when Electra, Angel, oh, Bianca, yes, Blanca yes, and yes. Lala they all went, went to the, the yep, yep, okay. and Electra had you. that man with him, mm-hmm. that was a great episode to me. And I liked this third episode where we kind of go back on Electra's life, and like they kind of ha- there, there's a what is the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, what, it, it's a
0: flashback or what?
1: No, there's a it's it's. It's a a device used when writing, um, when they they have a task. They have something they have to do. A MacGuffin or something like that, I think is what it's called. MacGuffin? Um, Uh, Yeah, I I think it's called a MacGuffin, Mm -hmm. but they had something to do. And that's what I like. I hate the oh so and so's in the hospital. Let's go to the ball, honey, and dance it out. Oh so and so just died. Let's well let's remember him by going a to a ball yeah. and
0: doing it. I'm like, what? Yep. No. Yep. Who does that? A, yep.
1: Nobody does that.
0: Yep. And so that vamp- and t- we're gonna go walk in Cubby's name.
1: Yeah, like what? Like, no. Mm, and then let's talk about out. when did Lamar become such an asshole? Like this has this literally came out of nowhere. And second to that, when did Lamar and Angel become cousins? That also came out of nowhere. <laughs> Hello? Like, nobody's ever referenced this in the three seasons of this show, so why is it just now coming up? And furthermore, Damon's an alcoholic now? What the hell?
0: Yeah, Like, not... where did that come from? So, okay. I'm okay. so confused
1: and like, I, what okay. is happening? I, I
0: understand. I understand. I I hear you. I hear <laughs> I'm what a you're little saying. worked up there because I'm like I hear you these, these, I, uh, it's like
1: they just stuck these writing things in last no, season and so, said let's just throw it all in
0: there so this is the thing okay and I'm gonna say this please. and this might not be what everyone else is feeling or the most popular opinion but I feel like you are seeing what I've been seeing a while for in pose mm-hmm. as far as weak plots weak stories weak character development okay and I feel like... The, I, I do feel like... Excuse me. Pardon me. I feel like the writer's room has taken a break.
1: Well, I mean, it's the last season. And I, feel I, sure like, I feel like... This is what I feel like.
0: You know what I feel like? Let me say this. I feel like the writer's room for Pose was working from home. That's what I'm going to say.
1: I mean, you, it doesn't matter if you worked working from home. No,
0: no, no, no. Because they clearly... Something was off.
1: Something is off. Yeah. I, I think... Maybe this goes into Janet's rant during the premiere. But to me,
0: this is not off-brand for what I've kind of come to expect from Pose. I think I watch Pose for myself because I like seeing us on TV in any light. And I'm going to support, and I'm going to be there. Um, And I do want to learn more about the culture, and I do want to learn more about ballroom and things like that. So I am going to do that because this is one of the only... Um, outlets or feeds that I can the do only, that with.
1: Yeah.
0: But, as far as... and I mean, y'all have heard me say it on this podcast before. As far as the acting and the storylines, I am not completely sold. I think Ryan Murphy is someone who does get lazy in storytelling, Ooh, as we've okay. seen with American Horror Story, as we've seen with Feud. Any of those projects, you can kind of go back and kind of see where he's he gets a little lazy. Um, I think one of the... I mean, I can go back to Nip Tuck and tell you, okay, I this is where things, love this is where things went left. But oh my gosh, I love Nip Tuck. A really great series. A really great yeah. show. Um, but it was after Famke Jensen
1: came on as the transgender woman oh, and her gosh. and Matt started dating. I, that's talking. when I was like, Let's what? not even because yeah, <laughs> Nip
0: Tuck probably can't even be played on yeah, FX problematic. today. Problematic. Um, but I was going to say... I think that at this point, because it is the end of the season, this is the final season. I mean, sorry, yeah, and it's almost the end of the season. So we're, the we're halfway season through. Two. We're oh, halfway goodness. through. Yeah, um, but I, I think that they're saying like, let's just go for the gusto, like and they're just so throwing like, it all out there. Yeah. So, like, okay, Damon, who do you? What do you want to be, uh, Ryan? Ryan, what do you think for uh, Damon's character this year?
1: But he was in one episode, literally one episode.
0: So I, something I don't know. happened. COVID. I don't know. Maybe he got COVID. I just. To, the Everybody biggest, was working from home, and it and it shows.
1: The biggest plot point, plot holes to me was Lamar being such a jerk this season, and then uh, all just I uh, randomly being the cousin of Angel. Like, huh? Where? What? And then they just, literally in the second episode, a line. Oh, Damon relapsed, so he moved to South Carolina. <laughs> what <laughs> wait that's a lot what <laughs> David's been like the main character of the show not anymore what happened
0: not anymore
1: what happened and like that, I don't even know I no explanation like... or nothing no
0: none
1: so I, I love Pose I support I think that they have they had all of the right tools I just think the execution was not where it needed to be
0: Y'all watch that show. Support it. because oh, And I'm going to continue gonna watching. It. But, you know, y'all know that show not that good.
1: Y'all know it's not. <sighs> okay, let's take a break. We've ranted way too <laughs> long. <laughs> and we need to get into our next segment.
0: Okay, so we're going to take a break and then we're going to come back and do that. Alright, we'll be right back. They say a picture is worth a thousand words, so... What is it that you're trying to say? Whether
1: you're making a major announcement,
0: branding or rebranding for your next business move,
1: or capturing a special once in a lifetime moment.
0: Let Jay Holloway photography give life and artistry to your words. Come on, y'all better give
1: us some life, Jay Holloway. Trust the professional and creative visionary
0: behind the lens. All photo shoots come complete fully edited photos, digital copies, as well as in-studio options that are available.
1: So what do you need to do right now? You need to visit jhollowayphotography.com today to book your next session.
0: Yep, that's j-h-o-l-l-o-w-a-y photography.com, get to it girl.
1: Okay, welcome back. So, Trent and I were talking
0: over the break, and, like, I just feel... Don't come to me on my break. (laughs) Don't come to me on my break, child. I'm sitting over here having a smoke, drinking a coffee. So do
1: you agree with me that like some of the storylines and turns in this season are, just came out of thin air?
0: Definitely came out of thin air. What I don't, so like number one, okay, because you want me to go into this. I, did, I was gonna try to spare them. You know Jane and Mock already done blew their whole shit up, <laughs> but really okay, did. so let's, can we talk about Jeremy Pope's character? Who is okay. he? Yes! And, and how? Who is he? Like, where did he come from? So this is what happened. I didn't even know his name you, until, like, like, the second episode. This is what happened. When, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh my they, God. They brought him in and was like, look, we need, they was like, how are we going to get out of this situation? Give Blanca a boyfriend and make him a black, doctor. wealthy yeah. doctor with rich parents. So generic. Who, uh, <laughs> who, who don't like her. Who don't like her, but then he also has street cred. He's down to ride or die. He, understanding. Uh, well, he knows how to get rid of bodies. Yeah. He's like, come
1: on. Did not freak out when Blanca told him she had a body girl, in the trunk. Girl, and just come like, Oh, okay.
0: On. Yeah, and like, I'm da- like... What? The oh, first, the first episode. I would, and look, and get, look, 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 look. And getting people off, oh, well, you know, he's got friends in, the, in jail. In the the, so DA, he got, the yeah, DA's so, office. In the DA office, and so he got him out because, like, come on. On. I felt like they really th- for his character, they
1: really just threw everything on the board. and Anything was like, and everything. Let's just put all of it into him.
0: Let me tell you something. He's going to be saving somebody. Next episode, he's going to be rescuing somebody underwater. 10,000, uh, to- uh, Twenty thousand leagues, leagues below. Under the sea. Okay, all right. He's gonna be rescuing somebody from underwater. Talking about yeah, he swam scuba diving for. He Yale, used to be on the Olympic end. swim team. Like, I'm sick of it. Okay. I just
1: the re- when I realized I was like, oh, this is really not to be about to be shit. Is after I watched the first full episode, and by the end of the episode, I was like, so who is he? What does he do? Where is he from? And then I realized we don't even know his name. Yeah. We went a whole episode and didn't even know his name. But he's cute. Very cute. He's
0: very cute. Journey but like, rope, hey. is it this uh, character development
1: 101? on We're
0: fans. We're big fans of here at Cold Pop.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to stop because I again for as much as this last season has been very troubling for me. Damon's off
0: the drug, off the uh, off the sauce. Now he's on the sauce. He's off. Now he's. On I didn't
1: the even know he was an alcoholic. When did that happen?
0: I ain't never seen him take a drink. Me
1: neither. <laughs> Never. That's Not What are you talking about? I've like, never seen I, him take a drink. On the show never saw him take a drink. Like Let what? me tell you
0: something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Girl. Something about Ricky causes people to drink. Because <laughs> Clearly. when um when Praetel started messing with Ricky, that's when he, he started, started drinking. drinking. He started yeah. sneaking stuff on on the Macy's floor.
1: Oh my God.
0: And so everybody alcoholic. Everybody everybody <laughs> on Pose now is a drunk or an alcoholic. <laughs> And, and then, then, then block is good. And
1: Angel doing crack and I'm like, What? I mean, full is out happening? Full out
0: crackheads in episode
1: Full one. out crackheads. Episode
0: one. Girl. Episode one. Never seen him do nothing what before. Is happening? I mean Angel has yeah, some stuff, but like child, and now we are full out crackheads, ashy lips and everything. How? I'm just confused how. But like With I say, child. I think I think that this is part of it and this is what we've seen, but hey.
1: All right, let's get on to our segment. Yes. Introduce okay, us, y'all. bring us in. It is
0: time for Woo Chow. Woo cha Okay? <laughs> this is the segment where Marcus and I go over the top pop culture moments in the week, things that made us say Woo Chow. Okay? Uh, Let me go first. Please. So, the first thing I want to say, because y'all know I'm a Kentucky boy, down in my heart, the bluegrass runs through my blood. My old All right? Kentucky home. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you, Stephen Foster. I, I know that's um, not
1: the melody. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm I'm gonna go with it. Um, and it's actually very appropriate that you uh, sing that because I'm talking about the Kentucky Derby, okay? Ooh. So you know that's the big thing every year. The Kentucky the Derby. All right. Well, we got a little bit of drama going on down over at Churchill Downs. What happened? Okay. So the tw- the 2021 Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit. Funky okay? old Medina. Um. Failed their post-race drug test. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so um, this comes as a huge surprise to the horse racing world. Um, does it as, though? Because
1: the trainer had a history. Well, of this is other... so.
0: This is what I was going to say. Okay. Now this is does now look. Like, does it surprise? Well, so, well, so it doesn't happen a lot with the winners. I think it's only happened a few times with the with the I actual winners two times, of yeah. yeah of of the Kentucky Derby okay Mm -hmm. but it has happened it is a problem that has been growing in the horse racing industry now this is what i know from being in kentucky watching the derby every year kind of being a you know
1: yeah
0: watching that stuff i know that bob baffert is the man when it comes to horse training he's had like seven winners over the years for the kentucky derby hold on let me count
1: because he's also four, had three, several yeah. horses fail drug tests too. But
0: yeah, so that was <laughs> so, well. Let's get it together, before right? You so that read. was that was the key. So the, the gag. Now he's had seven winners in the Kentucky Derby, but then he's also had multiple horses that he that he has trained fail uh, drug drug tests as yeah. far as uh, for horse racing. Now the thing with this is. Um, Medina Spirit, who is the horse that is supposed to go on to the Preakness yeah. um, and that was, is supposed to go on to the Belmont and you know, do this whole thing, hopefully, um, might be now um, uneligible. As, you know what? Yeah. I and don't then, have anything to say. And then with Bob Baffert, he's going to be suspended.
1: Which doesn't surprise me, me at all. He's going to be
0: suspended. Now, they didn't say exactly what they didn't give a a time on it, or I couldn't at least find a time that, you know, from the New York times who's reporting this um, talks a little bit about what the suspension is going to look like. Um, While, while they can't necessarily disqualify a horse, um, they can, they can have uh, the runner up be declared the winner. So that was a mandal mandalone. I don't know who that is, Um, but with Bob Baffert, he could be suspended for life from the horse yeah. racing world. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, which would be a, a huge blow because, like I said, that white hair and sunglasses, I've seen <laughs> since I was a kid.
1: I used to work the Kentucky Derby, so I've Ooh, seen child, him too. I remember,
0: I remember working at Churchill I Downs at, in college. Yeah. I made some money too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some point. I made some I nice I coin did the same, Yeah, I did, I did those. It was nice. Yeah. But no, But which is just crazy because he is... You know, in the horse racing world, he is one of the uh, biggest people. He's the had he's had the most winners, yep. or he's tied for the most. Excuse me, he's tied for the most winners, and it's at number seven um, for for the horse racing world. And so, looking at, looking like he's gonna be suspended for a while. They didn't say how long, but ooh chow, ooh chow. What do you have, Marcus?
1: All right. Well, it is the news that has pretty much shaped. This week in entertainment, Ellen DeGeneres is calling it quits. This came from The Hollywood Reporter, so I'm going to read it. It says, Daytime's most recognizable face has decided her upcoming season, the show's 19th, will be the last. The decision, which failed DeGeneres, is said to have been several years in the making. She informed her staff on May 11th before she made the announcement on May 13th she in quotes said when you're a creative person you constantly need to be challenged and as a great sh- and as great as this show is and as fun as it is it's just not a challenge anymore well. the generous tells the hollywood reporter discussing the move publicly for the first time What are your thoughts? Now, uh, also, apparently, yeah, she had um, uh, some of the producers who had, like, sexual assault... A history, a long-standing history of sexual assault and
0: harassment going on in that workplace. That people were prone to it, and it was part of the culture there. And Ellen supposedly had no idea. Yeah.
1: So, people, the, the conversation now has shifted to Ellen made sure she said that, you know, it's no longer become a challenge... And there's a lot of people on social media talking about is it that it's no more of a challenge or that
0: it's you not lucrative. It's not going to be lucrative. Not
1: taking responsibility and really owning, you know, and
0: she doesn't want a lot it. of the
1: past transgressions the show has made.
0: Exactly. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, yeah. 19
1: seasons is still a long run, though. I mean,
0: 19 seasons is a great run, and I think honestly, Ellen probably could have got away with 25. I honestly do believe. That. You think so? I think that the way that information comes nowadays and how we how we cancel and forget, I think she could have gotten away with a lot, a couple, a few more seasons. But I think that this comes down basically to the fact that she's at a point where she's like. I ain't got to do this shit. Like, I don't have to do this. And so, you know, coming out here and, you know, the stress of now having to be really in charge of this workplace and um, really have your eyes and ears open everywhere, I'm sure it's become a little bit too much. Having to constantly check in with a lot of employees, like, I'm sure it's become quite a bit of a headache. And so, yeah, I i can't say that I'm surprised mm-hmm. to see that this has happened. But I think that this is, I think this is smart on her part. Um, hey. She she doesn't, yeah, she doesn't need it. Woo, chow. Definitely. That's all I got. What do you got? What else? Well, I, I really, I just want to hit this very quickly, okay? Mm-hmm. But it seems as though, you know, love is happening. Love is springing up everywhere. Child. Okay, And I want to talk really quickly, just really quickly, about uh, Benefit 2.0. Can we, please, can we please just go over it really please. quickly? So for those who remember, I believe the year was 2002. Um, yes it was, 2002 uh, Geely, I'm, still,
1: I'm still Jenny from the Block Geely
0: was the uh, movie that was coming out interesting um, where Mr. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez first met and got more acquainted he was in her um, Jenny from the Block video too yeah he was, rubbing on that booty Yeah, I saw it, you nah, saw it I saw it, it. <laughs> um but so yeah, so it was they were the hottest couple. For those who don't know, if you are if you are a baby and don't remember, Bennifer was Bennifer, a thing from two thousand two to two thousand four. Correct. Um, it was it was popping.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong. Weren't they the first like relationship yeah. name? Yeah, I think put that together? they were. The, the, yeah, like the one Bennifer? that I remember is yeah. Least. Bennifer was like the yeah. first time people put two people's names together. Yeah. for they were in a relationship.
0: Yeah. So. um... As we know, and we talked about uh, not too long ago, uh, J-Lo and A-Rod are now on the outs, um, and they're no longer together. dun dun But it's been said, and there are rumors saying that Jen and Ben are back together. This first started in February, where there was supposedly an exchange of emails going back and forth between the two, um, talking about each other's talents, and... um, apparently their writing skills and how you know someone was able to own their heart with the pen um so some very lovey-dovey stuff okay Child. now that's what the blogs are saying all right that's what the blogs are saying in the streets now are now tmz has actually reposted posted that um ben and jim were actually together uh, not too long ago last week in montana Okay, Ooh. so yeah, they were found together in Bozeman, Montana. Your old stomping ground. I
1: know Bozeman well, honey. Yes.
0: Okay, they were uh, supposedly there at um uh in Bozeman, Montana together. Uh, and they have they have a couple of pictures here on TMZ. Now, look, what I'm saying is, I can't necessarily tell if that if that's them together the way they have this cut up, but. What I will say is that they were also spotted in Los Angeles. I was to say, weren't they in like a car? Yep. Yeah, they, were, I def- saw they photo. were also spotted in Los Angeles as well. It's so, child, I'm here for it. I love it. If you. What, what about think?
1: A-Rod? He was surprised. He didn't know anything. Like, What about him? I think
0: that this is actually probably what happened. She, he found one of those emails and, and said, oh, hell no. But she broke up with him. She broke up with him. She said, let me go ahead and cut this off because I got something else popping.
1: You know what? And I, you know, no shame in J-Lo's, Jennifer's game at yeah, all. But,
0: just, you were st- J-Lo stand. Okay, calm down. No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
1: It's very interesting to see her, because she's done this a couple of times now. She's kind of like gone back into the ex-rolodex.
0: She's the Elizabeth Taylor of our generation. Perfect example, and I'm here for it. I, I mean, what kind <laughs> right. of beautiful, gorgeous actress? It. Who and she's plus past fifty. Who here ain't for it. Who, who 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 ain't holding nobody. I'm here for it. Okay. So, you know. She's like, she's like, I'm here for the hoes. What she said, mama got to have a life too, Jody. She's like, I'm here for the hoes. That's it. <laughs> woo I'm child. I'm here for the hoes. Uh, okay. Now, don't say woo child. Just, yeah. I am to say,
1: let's talk about the yeah, big Yeah, this big next drive.
0: thing that I really want to talk about. Please. Okay, if we can. And it's been taking. Child, when I saw this on CNN. <laughs> CNN, really? I, I, who was talking I, about I, it on CNN? CNN posted it. Oh, okay. Okay. To their website. People, go, honey, okay. the girls
1: move fast.
0: Yeah, so for those J-Lo and we talked Porcelain. about it, you you heard the clip from season five, but now season thirteen, Portia Williams, um, has made headlines everywhere because of her recent post on Instagram this past I'm Mother's Day.
1: Only woman
0: All right, woman. <laughs> so you can't Portia it Williams took to Instagram on Mother's Day. um... And in their in their message. Why Mother's Day of all days? I'm not, <laughs> child, Why I don't Day? know. But in her message featured a picture of her and Simon G. Um mm-hmm. Gubadia. I'm I'm not sure how we can say Simon it. G. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna say Simon G. Um, who and her past, we all boyfriend, know. right? Oh yes, Dennis was in the photo as yeah, I'm well. to say her so past man too. She's look looking goofy. <laughs> But anyway, um But Simon G, okay, for those who don't watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, is actually the husband, now ex-husband. Well, the divorce
1: is not final yet. Well the divorce honey. is
0: not final, but the separated husband of uh Fallon G. Who's a friend of the who, show. Is, who was a friend of the show this past season, who actually came on as a friend of Portia's, Portia's. <laughs> Okay, can we please Get into that for a moment. Ooh, this is too much. Okay, she was a friend of came on as a friend of Porsche's on the show. Okay, now Fallon at the time, I do want to share this. Fallon at the time was thirty one, so she was like she's our age.
1: Mm-hmm. she's
0: our age, and she's married to Simon G, who's in who's forty. Speak for yourself. I'm only in my twenties. I said no. Fallon is our age. Y-
1: you say she's thirty yeah. one. I'm not thirty one. I'm in my twenties. Yeah, honey. you're
0: 32 <laughs> Um. Okay. You watch anyway, your mouth. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so so now we have this photo and then it's follow up with confirmations of Portia and Simon G actually being engaged. And so she's um, got a
1: huge rock. To be on her married, finger. yeah.
0: And so she took to Instagram on Monday after she was receiving some hate. She said, our relationship began a month ago. She said, yes, we are crazy in love. I know it's fast, but we are living each day to its fullest. I chose happiness every morning and every night, tuning out all the negative energy and only focused on positive wishes. He makes me so happy. And to me, that is what matters most.
1: And didn't she also say her and Fallon were never friends?
0: She said something along the lines of, yes, yes. She she claimed that her and Fallon were never friends. But we, so you, you were introduced by her on the show, which sometimes we know can be very produced and like, okay, yeah. but... We know that there were also Instagram posts and things that have popped up of them together hanging out, so, I like, you let's, to my house, yeah. so like <laughs> let's just not like, ok, you might not have been best friends, but yes, you were, right. But yeah. you were acquaintances, and there was a relationship. So let's not even let's not even do that. What the gag is, and I think what people are now poking holes into is the actual story. Um, So Portia took to Instagram to kind of clear some things after she was like, I know the optics are bad and kind of saying like, she was like, we did not start dating until a month. And then, you know, Simon's uh, divorce was finalized in January. You know, just kind of all of these things. But people started poking holes in that and kind of finding inconsistencies in her story. Now, Simon took to Instagram as well. because. Well, he was confirming the engagement, but then he was also receiving some hate because there was some little light skinned girl who had been saying I was dating Simon at the same time as Portia was, Jesus. Um, and posted vo- photos of her in Simon's car, very a very customized car. Okay, mm. they had custom seats and all of those things, and so it can't be it can't very be just identified. like oh yeah, you're yeah. in you could be in anybody's car. No, yeah. that's Recognized. Simon's car that she's in, um, but. Yes, there were some things that were going on and so he took to Instagram to kind of share that but he was like um, "He's he said you know getting married again was never a question in my mind but when did not expect to be blessed with a mate so soon. For me, this is definitely way too fast. Yeah. I think Portia is dead wrong. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Um, I also think I also think that Dennis should be a little bit more cautious. Like, Wait, y'all started is? dating a month oh, ago. Yeah. And now we're smiling, engaged, and it's about to be, like, with PJ. Like, with your baby. Like, mm-hmm.
1: I don't not know. Even just Dennis, Portia should be more cautious because how you get him is how you
0: lose him. Well, let me tell you something. The Portia made it very clear in season five that she wanted more. <laughs> okay? And let's be very clear because, as we said, Fallon was 31. Simon is actually not in his 40s. Simon is like, hold on. Simon is 56. I was going to say he looks older than 40. Simon is 56. How old is Portia? I'm not sure how old Portia she's, Williams is. I think is. she's in
1: her like mid to late 30s, isn't
0: she? She's probably like 37, 38. Yeah. And then don't but, even, don't forget the,
1: they got their own show now.
0: Well, yeah. So Portia. she's supposed to be now getting a development deal through Bravo. And of course, hello. Produced. Like, this, yeah. We definitely want to get this, this is for show. on camera. This is for TV. Because this is about to be a full mess. Yeah. She's 39. Porsche's 39. Yeah, I thought she was in her late 30s. But, I mean, for Simon, who was worth 40000000 million, I'm not, I don't know how he got his money, but like, hey professor (laughs) ogilvy it's it's a full mess it is a whole mess and i hate to see it play out um but i can't stop watching
1: all right well let's take another break this is gonna be a longer episode but i'm here for it it's some good topics um so let's take a break and then when we come back i am leading this week's spill segment all right so we'll be right back Alrighty, welcome back. I'm back. So this week, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what that was, but alright. You didn't
0: like that. I mean I was just trying to find something the note. Find, oh, is it final note? note? me
1: together.
0: <coughs>
1: <clears throat> alright, welcome back. We are in our spiel segment this week that I have entitled Ain't That a Bitch. Um <laughs> we are going to be talking about anxiety. And the effects that it can have on you. Yeah. Um, I think this is a really important topic because I suffer a little bit from anxiety. Mm. And it has been a very interesting journey over the pandemic. And so I just wanted to share, but then also ask you some questions and get your thoughts as well on that trend.
0: Okay.
1: And for those of you at home who may also be um, dealing with anxiety and stuff like that, hopefully this will be helpful to you as well.
0: Okay,
1: cool. So first off, I want to say that over this past year, yeah. I have noticed some I don't say I guess mental or maybe emotional changes within myself mm-hmm. due to the pandemic and the effects that it has had on me. And when I say that, I mean everything that has happened, not only just through the pandemic, but also with Black Lives Matter and the killing of George Floyd and then Breonna Taylor, who was literally right in in our home backyard, in our hometown, in Kentucky, in Louisville. And so all of that has just really, really compounded a level of anxiety because it just feels like, and still feels like, every week is just more bad news and like the world Mm -hmm. is ending and that has made me pretty anxious.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and so I just want to ask you first and foremost, has anything changed for you over this past year that you've noticed like emotionally or mentally that wasn't quite what it was
0: before pre pandemic? Um, anything that has changed mentally or emotionally? Um, If anything, I would probably speak to maybe my relationship.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Like, my personal relationship. Um, So, me and my old man have, like, had... um, I mean, I feel like we've both been, like, had, like, ups and downs, like, during the pandemic. Everyone has, Um, yeah. Yeah, right. Like, everyone has. And so, I feel like figuring out how to support with a limited knowing that there's a a limited engagement level Mm -hmm. with other people um, has been Mm -hmm. eye opening. So for me you know I usually I mean when I need to vent I love to talk and I'm usually doing that at work (laughs) in person you know talking with so and so going over you know to so and so's desk and you know that kind of thing and with with COVID and and being quarantined, you know you lose a lot of that, and so one of the per- the person that I'm seeing the most, <laughs> yeah, you know, is getting a brunt of that, and so I think um, that has been eye opening for me of just how much how much is shared with me, how much I share that kind of thing, and that's been I think that that has been a that was a turning point for me, at least, and mm-hmm. kind of how how vulnerable am I with my partner and how much do I, you know, hold in.
1: Does that give you any type of anxiety or any
0: It does make me feelings? a little nervous because yeah. I feel as though that if there's anyone that I should be completely vulnerable with and, you know, Right. share everything with it's probably that person right mm-hmm. um and so that's nerve that's a little n- nerving um but outside of that i think that that's that's it the other thing i do want to point out okay because you know that you notice i did not use the word anxiety you or anxious yeah um i don't know if i'm tapped into my emotional intelligence enough to be able to kind of bars out went like anxiety yep yeah, anxiety yeah. versus panic you know, attacks or like, like i'm depression. not i'm not able to do any of that like uh-huh. for me who feels like that they are a very kind of chill nonchalant kind of person mm-hmm. about most things um it's hard for me to make those discernments and so i am not as tapped in to to those personal feelings as well and so it can be hard for me to um, identify something as anxiety
1: and you know it's very interesting because on the flip side i i I have a therapist i go to a therapist i feel like all especially black people because it's always been so taboo everyone should have a therapist someone that you can vent to and talk to and that has been very helpful in my discernment of why i feel the way that i feel or What do I feel, you know, and have been Mm -hmm. able to identify what those factors were. And like the pandemic has been, you know, a huge amplifier of, you know, just anxiety and, you know, a little depression and stuff like that, just because it's always something happening. And so one of the things that I've been proactively trying to do more is figure out ways to cope. Um, figure out ways to handle like when you have this bout of an anxiety attack or yeah. um, a bout of depression. Like, what are the most constructive ways to handle it so that you don't fall into a hole that you can't dig yourself out of? And so, I think that's been the journey I've had. And I, I understand, and I, I'm pretty sure that there are a lot of other people. Who have dealt with, you know, similar feelings or emotions and stuff brought on by, or I don't don't want to say either brought on, but maybe magnified by the pandemic and everything that's happening. And so one of the things I wanted to know is that do you have any, when when you're feeling down or you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed, how do you cope? Like, how do you... How do you make yourself feel better? Yeah. I want to say make yourself feel better. How do you get to feel better about your situation when sometimes it feels like it's the end of the world?
0: Yeah, I think for me, it's all about creating escapes um, from that. Hence the nostalgic TV shows and stuff like that. Creating that, I think that also kind of folds into um, basing so much of my life here in Chicago. Kentucky is always an escape for me.
1: Um, okay, that's nice. It's very
0: yeah. much a kind of just a grounding moment um, to be around family and to be around the kids, the babies, because you kind of see,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, the story going on and the legacy going on. So it's always kind of that is always a nice resetting moment for me um, going home. I would also say in those instances when I can't get home. Creating that escape, so being, and as you know, I will be here in this bedroom, locked up, lights off, lights pitch off. black. Okay, what you do, um, yeah, chilling. So just sleep. Well, sleeping that could be a movie that could, I mean it could oh, be yeah. it could be anything, and just kind of creating those escapes for myself are a big piece of of how I cope through that. I do a lot of internal dialogue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of trying to really ask myself some of those questions of, well, why do you think that, or challenging myself, um, and, you know, especially especially challenging negative talk about myself or someone else, and so just trying to be, try to be mindful to check myself in the moments, too, um, when that anxiety is coming, to kind of be like, where is this coming from?
1: No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think, uh... Some of the ways that I have learned how to cope is first identifying the problem. What is the problem? Why Why do I feel the way that I feel? And then backing that up with, well, what caused me to feel the way that I feel? And once I feel like I've identified those things, it starts to get a little bit easier to... Um, figure out how to deal with those emotions because once you figure out why you feel the way that you feel and what caused it, obviously that gets you into a territory where you start to, okay, so if this is what caused it, how can I either prevent this from happening again or help maintain something that you know i have to deal with on a consistent basis and then i kind of go from there and so i'm still learning trying to learn and figure out more ways to continue to cope and handle and you know not just be so anxious all of the time just because there's so much going on but also know how to mold that into something constructive that i can use and like put forth proactively to continue to move me forward instead of being in a hole yeah um The last question I had for you really quickly in this topic is just how do you find yourself getting back on track? So say you're in a funk or you're, you know, dealing with a bout of depression or overwhelmed and like sensory overload. What are some of the ways that you use or stressed out to get you back on track um, and feeling like yourself? And, you know, sometimes that may take time.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like that kind of really goes into the coping piece of like figuring that out but then also knowing i think hmm because when you ask that question the first thing i was like well how do i know i'm back on track exactly you know and it's like bing, bing, how bing. do you yeah like how how do you discern when you are at a space and you're you're you know you're you're in a good place i think for me it really kind of comes down to when when I, when am I feeling my best? Like, when am I doing things that make me warm inside, right? So, like, for instance, um, I'm trying to think. So, like, I'm trying to think the last time that was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, I think the holidays and that whole, just, you know, the roller coaster of the holidays. And, you know, I didn't go home for Christmas this year or whatever like that. But... I think I was still in a really good space, really good place um, when we did the uh, MLK service project.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in January. Yeah.
0: So, Mm -hmm. like, I brought me, I got me and my closest friends, we, like, I riled them all up to come over to the house and we did um, homeless meals. uh, Meals for the homeless. Mm -hmm. um, In association with the night ministry. Shout out to the night ministry. But, like, that was just like a... That was a feel good moment. That was like mm-hmm. a, you know, I'm I'm back in my purpose. I'm back in impacting lives, and like, I think that that translated into a number of other different things too, right? So like an uptick in what I was doing at work and how I felt about work, right? Um, and you know, if you if you look at the timeline, January is when I started applying for jobs, and you know things started, you know, popping and moving, and so it's been. It's, I feel like that, that confirmation of when things start to kind of open up for you when you and you know you're in your purpose um, is when you, when you know that you're back on track. Yeah.
1: I, I definitely think I've been able to identify that I know when I'm off track is when I don't want to do anything and I feel unmotivated mm. and I just feel overwhelmed and I feel like I'm more like myself when I'm being productive and getting stuff done because this is the type of person that I am. You know, I'm very... Um, organized and very like proactive about getting things done and you know knocking things off of my to-do list and stuff like that I guess you could say a little bit of structured but sometimes I come a little unwound or a little unkempt you know when I go into like a you know an anxiety attack or maybe dealing with a bout of depression and you know you just don't want to do anything and it, it goes even further to like I know something's wrong when I don't even want to watch TV. Like, when I feel like I don't even want to watch mm. anything new on TV, that's when I know, I'm like, okay, here gotcha. we go. How okay. do I pull myself back out of this? Let's figure out what's wrong. And so, I think that's one of the things that I use to try to identify how I need to get myself back on track. Got it. So, okay, well, I I, I wanted to just... Briefly talk about this because I wanted to continue to emphasize how important it is that if you're feeling this type of way or if you need, you know, ways or examples to cope. Find a therapist. You know, find someone that you can vent to and talk to, and help give yeah. you those coping mechanisms or tools to improve your life and keep prevent you from you know spending too much time in, you know those da- the down zone or the down place. And, and stuff if
0: like health that. insurance is an issue, there are resources that you can go to and that Absolutely. you can utilize to get that to get that type of help. So yeah, um, it's all about you know researching and getting out there because. If you need someone to talk to, please find someone. Even if, you know what, honestly, even if you don't think that you need someone to talk to. if you things still. If things seem yeah. off or if things seem like, you know, wait, like what's happening? Like use that, use that internal thermometer and, and kind of figure out, you know, what should I be doing?
1: Yeah, and it's, again, like, you don't need to go to therapy just because something is wrong. Like, you can go to yeah. therapy just to...
0: Child, I need to go. Hot, hi- Yeah,
1: you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to highlight and stuff, because we all know that anxiety and depression are a bitch. Let,
0: um... <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> ooh,
0: ooh, child. So, yeah. um...
1: All right, that's all I had.
0: All right, well, let's take a break, okay? And then when we come back... We are going to come back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. Okay, guys. So we are back Hello. with... <laughs> who, who? What was that? Who was that? I do this all the time. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. Giving us um, tea and crumpets. <laughs> giving us British. I, I've given you British bake-off teas yeah. honey. <laughs> um, well, we are back with our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. These are the top moments in pop culture and we, where we give them a fizz if we're filling them or a flat if, if we're, we're not. not. All right. I want to start. Uh uh-uh, uh, you went first on the child. Oh, okay, that's right, that's yeah. right, that's right. So, Don't okay, be go ahead. Selfish, excuse me, excuse Mine are me. are real
1: quick. Anyway, first off, I just want to give a huge shout out to Felicia Rashad.
0: She yes. is headed
1: back to Howard University. This comes from the Hill, and Felicia Rashad is becoming the dean of Howard University's College of Fine Arts. Let me go find me a class to sign up for real quick. Yeah. Because I'm here for it. I'm ready to see this. It says that Felicia will assume the role on July 1st. So it's coming up really, really quickly. Um, And so I just wanted to give a huge shout out to Felicia Rashad for doing that. I'm sure there'll be some pretty awesome acting classes and performing arts and, you know, things that deal with, you know, the College of Arts, fine arts. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. I've always been a huge fan of Felicia Rashad. And so it gets a huge fist for me.
0: Okay, I'm going to do one really quickly, and then I'll go into my next one, if that's okay. Okay. Okay, so the first thing I want to do, I just want to start out by giving Laverne Cox a shout out. I had that in
1: mind, too. Okay,
0: this is definitely, I'm Lauren. to let y'all know this is a fizz for me. So Laverne Cox, um, the actress who we all know uh, from Orange is the New Black, as well as a number of other projects, um, has been announced as the new red carpet host for E! Take it over, okay. for
1: Juliana Rancic. Yes,
0: and so Juliana Rancic, after 20 years, oh my gosh, a long um, time. yeah, like craziness, um, has decided now to step down from the post, um, now making way for Miss Laverne Cox to step in those enormous shoes. Okay, Laverne Cox took to IG earlier this week to say, "See you on the E red carpet." Shout out to Juliana Rancic. Thank you for setting such a high standard for years of grace, class, and style. Um, I'm really excited to see what she brings to this. Same. Um, I love that she's going to be on there. I think that she is just the woman for the job. Um, I couldn't think of anyone else who would have been better. Fizz for me. Yeah, a total fizz for me. Okay, so I just want to also give a real quick shout out in regards to the Proud Family reboot.
1: Proud Family. Yes,
0: They'll sing, sing. Hey. The
1: make you want to sing. Hey. Family thing, family. Okay. Proud Family. Okay.
0: All right, so, <laughs> well, we all know that the Proud Family reboot is on its way to Disney Plus. We've known that for quite some time. And there's going to be a lot of the original cast members coming back, like Kyla Pratt, Tommy Davidson, uh, Paula J. Parker, um, as well as Cedric the Entertainer all of those great people now what was announced earlier this week is that there is Mm. going to be the addition of three new characters um added to this season's cast yes okay and it is very i look this is what i said i said the pride family is going to pride (laughs) okay yeah because these queens that they've hired Okay, so the proud family now adding to its ranks, Mr. Billy Porter, Boom. Zachary Quinto, Boom. and Miss EJ Johnson, and Kiki Palmer. Oh, Kiki Palmer is going to be on this and season she's as well. Their daughter. Yeah, so I mean it's really cool. I'm I'm excited. So apparently Zach uh, Quinto and Billy Porter are going to be. A, a gay couple. An interracial gay An interracial couple. gay couple. Did you see... Click on the link so you can see their little drawings. I saw it. It's so funny. It's really cute. I saw um, but it. But they're actually going to be Barry and Randall Leibowitz Jenkins.
1: <laughs> Not Leibowitz Jenkins. <laughs> I'm already
0: <Girl>. turned... I'm, <laughs> I can't at the name. The last names in... In itself it's like okay so you found the blackest last name and the most jewish white uh the jewish white name um so they're going to be a gay couple and then um ej johnson is going to play mr michael collins or no excuse me Yes, Michael
1: Collins.
0: Well, it's Michael Collins, but I don't want to assign a gender to it. I said Mr. Oh yeah. Because the great thing about this is that this character that EJ is playing is a non conforming trendsetter serving up fierce looks at school and on the basketball court. Come on. Okay. So and that is um that is a quote. That's a direct quote from deadline.com who goes a little bit in depth about these casting choices. I'm totally here for it. I love it. I love to see them incorporating this into a black cartoon uh, because I feel like our our black and brown babies need to see more of this um, represented.
1: I'm I'm here for it, but I've got to say,
0: <laughs> uh-oh, I've got to
1: say, when can we just have some?
0: Oh, you black want a black on black. I know you was gonna say that. Oh my gosh. That's all like, you wanna see. What is so black difficult love, black about love, black love. love black gay men being in a relationship, it's not real. It doesn't exist. You see what happens. You see what happens. What you see when black love happens. Look at Pose. They get on. They start drinking. Ricky and Damon. Look, started drinking. Now he's off in South Carolina, back on the sauce. And now look at uh, look at Pray Tell drinking on the macy's floor this okay?
1: pose has really affected me
0: <laughs> this is what happens it is really affected okay me. all through the lgbt community so. you see all right it's either you're gonna find somebody like ricky they'll drive you to drink or you're or gonna you find you, you a white a, man or, well or you get you a Jeremy pope who is a um all around a non-existent oh, u- unicorn of exact, a man. unicorn uh doctor slash Um, scuba diver slash DA slash slash rich man slash brain surgeon slash
1: mortician
0: (laughs) embalmer slash embalmer. Like what the fuck? I can't. I that's my so it it doesn't exist. They wanted to go for real.
1: So that is my only critique. Is that I'm I'm here for all of this, but once again, where is the black? represent the black love representation yeah. where is it that's what we that I, don't, I can't speak for everyone that's what i want
0: well i'm sorry
1: that's what i want i would mm. give this a fizz though because i love the proud family i'm definitely and giving it a fizz i, like all I of love involved. it we
0: need to see this so, uh, I'm oh really excited
1: about it. Okay, the only last thing I wanted to say really quickly is shout out to all of the newest inductees to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hey. class of 2021. Those people include the one, the only, the legend, the legs, Tina Turner, love it, Carol King, the Go Go's, Jay Z, Foo Fighters, and Todd Rundgren are all being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in
0: twenty twenty one. So I wanted to give a huge
1: shout That's, out to them. No. Are
0: they are they doing like a televised event kind of thing?
1: Uh probably not. Not that I can see. Uh you know the Kennedy Honors, they usually do yeah. televised, but from what I see on here, I don't think uh, it says the ceremony will take place on Saturday, October thirtieth, twenty twenty one, at eight PM Eastern at the Rocket Mortgage field house in cleveland ohio with a radio simulcast on sirius xm uh oh it says the induction ceremony will air at a later date on hbo and stream on hbo max
0: yeah so there you go yeah
1: uh but i give it a fizz i love it i'm here for it
0: listen i i love it as well i think some of those are a long overdue but okay yeah,
1: yeah. especially <laughs> tina turner hello like what <laughs> 2021 what like, happened yeah what she so, is rock like what yeah. are you talking about so, I get... That's a huge fizz for me. That's all I have.
0: All right. So, the last thing that I want to talk about is all of the fallout that's been going on with the Golden Globes. Ooh, the HFPA. Which is like... Cra- like, what is going on? So, I mean, for me, I think the wolves pulled um, from under my eyes. Okay? I'm not going to say over my eyes. Like, it definitely revealed some stuff to me, at least about the Golden Globes. Yeah. Um, and how they've been able to actually get away with this. First, let me start out with, I think the Golden Globes is my favorite award show. Okay? I'm going to just say that. It's the most relaxed. It's the most relaxed. It's the most chill. They're food, sitting down drinking. Drinks. they having food. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, we're partying. You know, hey. I think
1: the host definitely makes the show.
0: They get it popping. Like, yeah. I love to watch the Golden Globes. But now, I feel like now seeing all of the fallout that's happened over the past week has just really shown me, like, Okay, no, there are some definitely some systematic things going on So with why the is there Globes. fallout? Well first let me kind of start out so the breakdown of um, the HFPEA which is the Hollywood Foreign Press, Press Association, okay, um, of their members, how non diverse it is. Okay? Yeah. So the lack of black people Zero. Zero. None. Okay, and has not had a black member in over twenty years. Ever. Okay, now this is—I'm <laughs> saying this is reported as through Rotten Tomatoes, who who did a full kind of really investigation, full investigation on this. I mean by the date yeah. of, of how they've done this, but I mean the Hollywood Foreign Press has been started since what 1944. Okay, that's when it started, but from that time on, you have not. I mean, having a black member in the entire thing for 20 years, no wonder why we saw what we saw with these nominations. Hmm. Um, A lot of people are coming now, I guess, out about, like, what's been going on. Well, there have been some people who have championed this for quite some time. Ava DuBernay is one of them. Yeah. She was there at the forefront saying, you know, what's been going on is not okay. Shonda Rhimes. I would say Shonda, yeah. Um... uh, Brendan Fraser was Scarlett also Hansen, yep too. they've all kind of talked a little bit about some of the things that have been going on. Tom Cruise. Um and so well <laughs> yeah. So Tom Cruise <laughs> Tom Cruise said, "You know what? You can have these globes Take back." Take them back. Take them. Tom Cruise Take returned them. his golden globes. So all of the golden globes that he has won Three of them. back to actual the uh, Hollywood Foreign Press Association. But Outside of them not having the black representation, there have been other things. The instance in which a member of that uh, of that organization, the HFP HFPa, um, confused Daniel Kaluuya for Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. and then refused to apologize to apologize for it. And said she meant to do that, and she was. But, like,
1: what does Leslie Odom Jr. have anything to do with Daniel's wine? This
0: is crazy. So, the biggest thing... Not even thing, the same movie, girl. <laughs> right. So, the biggest thing that has come from this, okay? And this is where it's really going to hurt the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Is that NBC has said, we're not airing it. Yeah. NBC has said, you know what?
1: Cut the cameras.
0: We're not... Dead <laughs> ass. Cut the cameras. Okay? Dead ass. We're not doing it. Um... Now, that's not to say that someone, you know. Could pick it up. Someone up could definitely broadcast. pick it up. I don't think anyone's going to touch it. As they shouldn't until this is all finished. I think and that you are out. definitely going to see this now, maybe on Roku. <laughs>
1: Let me tell you, this is how I knew this year. When Delroy Lindo didn't get nominated for his role in The Five Bloods anything I was yep. like yeah award season is very suspect because that man should have won every
0: award this past year well this is the thing and this I mean there have been you know there have been people who have kind of went back and said um you know this is not okay there have been some big brands that have stepped stepped away Netflix was one. Oh yeah that's right who okay. said that so they would I'm not participate in, in uh, any more events um, until changes were made and made quickly, which led this Hollywood Foreign Press Association kind of plan. They <laughs> Basically, they got put roadmap. on a 45-day roadmap, 45-day <laughs> right. ro- performance improvement plan um, of all the things that they want to co- improve, such as looking at their code of conduct, um, continuing to review their bylaws and amendments, all of this stuff. Now, from I'm not even going to go. You can go on to RottenTomatoes.com and look at this whole list. There's nothing in here
1: of significance,
0: right? Okay. It. I, At I mean, all. y'all. It sounds like y'all just gonna be reviewing y'all materials yeah. that nobody reads anyway. Let's be real.
1: No. And no then y'all giving somebody
0: chances. some training, right? Okay. So y'all gonna y'all now y'all gonna and you're bringing on a diversity uh, consultant. Like, let's stop. Let's get some members. Cut
1: the theatrics.
0: Right. Let's get a um. Press association that is representative of the world, what you claim to be. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and let's start making some things happen. Let's start seeing some change that way. Um, so for me, I give NBC, Tom Cruise, everybody a fizz, um, and continue to do it because we have to continue to step on the necks of these organizations um, that feel like that they hold these. These the highest keys to the kingdom, yeah. yeah. Like, no, like, we need to start seeing change. We saw it with the Oscars, Golden Globes is next. Look, don't sag, don't make us call you. Sag always does a really I good say, job. They though. do a really good job. Yeah, I'm Screen just actors, playing sag. they always words. kill it, they yeah. do
1: well. Yeah, so that gets a flat for me.
0: Yeah, uh, okay. Well, that's it. What are you taking <laughs> away from this episode? <laughs> well that's it well that's it yeah (laughs) um i think for me i'm going back to our conversation surrounding anxiety and like same maybe it's that i you know okay i you know i've been saying for years that i would do it and get and talk to someone are you going to um it's definitely something that i think i need to explore okay I seriously need to explore that and think about that.
1: I would definitely say my first time going to a therapist, I was a little nervous because, you know, you always have these preconceived notions of like what therapy is based on like TV and entertainment and stuff. But it's really not at all. And that was the very interesting part. And like it's important to find someone that you're comfortable with because you have to be willing to open up in order for there to be any real change you know or you know help with any issues that you have and so that's been a life changer for me and so i definitely recommend therapy for everyone and you know just know that all of those people who have you know pandemic onslaught anxiety and or depression and or panic attacks like you're not alone ever there's a lot of people out here including myself dealing with this stuff and you know please make sure that you talk to someone yeah so um okay well where can they find us
0: you can find us on instagram uh twitter as well as youtube at cold pop show and on facebook at cold pop podcast and where can they find you you can find me at trenton rashad on instagram and twitter
1: and you can find me on all the socials at marcus drew Steele with an e on the end and i'm gonna keep pushing it If you have an anxiety story or if you have comments about a topic, shoot us an email. coldpopshow at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. Child, you just want
0: to make sure I'm checking this email. I do. I do.
1: Somebody send an email just to make sure that Trent is checking it because I don't believe that he's checking it.
0: I'm sure we've got an in box full. I check the email all the time. Do I respond to everything? No. Why not? No, I do. I I, I really do. I miss... (laughs) This y'all, this is Marcus this is Marcus Drew still trying to be funny because I had actually I? missed an email mm. earlier this week, mm. guys. It happened. Interesting. You know what? I'm human. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm yeah. human. So And you know what? You don't that's have to bear that burden alone. I understand. And you know, as a team we will both do better.
0: Well, you, you would have to have the login to it. Which you clearly which don't I'm know. not giving over. You're not so <laughs>
1: All right, anyways, we're done. I'm <laughs> leaving. Somebody bring my car around. Jane, <laughs> I'm ready to uh, go.
0: No, but y'all, Pop Stars, it's been fun. Until next time. Bye. Bye.